0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 125 with Amy Parker. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. I am super excited to have Amy on the show today. So Amy is a children's author, and I thought it would just be great to have her on the show. I know that Some of you out there are really looking to transition into different careers or maybe dabble in something. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom. And I know that some of you have thought about writing books and even children's books. So I just thought it would be fun to have her on the show to kind of see behind the scenes of what it looks like to be a children's author and what her journey has been. So I hope you guys get inspired and I hope it lets you know that you too can do this. Like this is not... Too big of a dream, and that it can become a reality. Speaking of inspiration, I wanted to share with you guys a program that I found last year, and it's a seven week online weight loss program called Lean. And so, if you missed episode 112 with Amanda Nyber, I did a four part series with her and talking about her program and why it works. So I had been looking for something that wasn't deprivation or just all or nothing and you're white knuckling it. And her program is amazing. It fits around your lifestyle and you don't feel deprived and you see results. So a few things that have happened for me, um, just doing part of her program during the holidays helped me maintain my weight versus gaining. Also, I I found my love for exercising again, which I kind of fell off the track a little bit. And now I'm back on and I'm so glad. And I've lost some unwanted pounds, which is pretty amazing. So I like sharing with you guys things that I really like and programs that I really like. And I wanted you to know about this program just in case you're looking to change your life, lose some weight, or even maintain your weight. Like if you're struggling to maintain your weight loss, Without having to white knuckle it, like I said before, this program is awesome. And she runs programs twice a month. And even better, she's giving the listeners a special discount for new clients and returning. So if you're a new client, you just need to go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean20. It truly is a program that I believe in. And I just wanted to share it with all of you guys. So let's head on to the show. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent, so I just really love asking everyone what their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids.
1: Oh, a couple of things, I guess. One, my next dream place to go is the Israel trip. Our our church goes every year and the photos are just fascinating. So um, I would really love to do that and put some context around what I'm reading every day. But um our favorite place to go our most frequented spot is Fort Myers um just because um our, the family has a house down there and it's just you know it's a cheap way to go and it's yeah. beautiful and the weather's great and yeah. so um so that's where we go most often a lot of we we've made a lot of memories there so
0: Yeah so I love going to um you know the panhandle of Florida so you you go further down
1: so do you fly
0: or do you no, drive? No, we
1: we usually drive. My oh. husband hates to fly. Oh, and, interesting. Um so we just load up and and make an event out of the drive itself. Um I one like of our it. most memorable things didn't even happen at Fort Myers at all. On the way back we followed the coast up up the panhandle and ran I don't even remember the name of it but stopped at this beach that um Nobody was there. We stayed in a motel (laughs) where they (laughs) left the door unlocked for us and the key inside because they closed at eight or 10 or whatever. Yeah. And we drove to the end of the street and there were more stars in the sky that night than I've ever seen. And the beach was practically a private beach. It was just it was just a little adventure. And it was it was such a I don't know, such a beautiful memory. That's awesome. So where do you stay when you go now? Um we stay in Fort Myers um in a house down there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fort Myers. So where exactly is Fort Myers? So
1: most people have not heard of Fort Myers and it's Oh, I've heard of it. I just can't picture it on the map. Well, right it's usually kind of safe from, you know, spring breakers and stuff like that yeah. because it's more of an older crowd, oh, which gotcha. is nice for yeah. families. Yeah. Um but it's just north of Naples. Oh, so is it on the golf side still though or is it on the it's other side? It's still on the golf side. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that is a long drive. Yeah, it is. It's about yeah. fourteen hours. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, so let's let's get started. So, how about you share with us what your name is, where you're from, how many kids you have, and then we'll jump into how you got to where you are today.
1: All right. Um. So I'm Amy Parker. I live just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Um. I've been here my whole life. Um. And I. Write books. I'm an author, um, most notably probably the Night Night series. Um, I have two boys, three if you count my husband, um, <laughs> and um, one is grown and out of the house, and one is um, in his teenage years. Mm. so but he's he's actually a pretty good teenager. I Aww. can't complain. Awesome. Yeah. So
0: you're talking about, um, writing books. And so that's why I thought it'd be fun for you to come on the show, um, to just talk about your journey of writing children's books and, um, you know, what made you decide to write the book? Because, you know, I think a lot of times people have these dreams, right? And sometimes it is to write a book. And, um, I've had a friend mention it off the cuff, writing a children's book. So, um,
1: had you always known you wanted to write children's books or books or books at all? At, looking back now I see all the clear signs that point to yes, but oh. if you had asked me 10 or 15 years ago <laughs> I would say absolutely not. Yeah. Um I my mom would always buy me these little journals and I would write poems and stuff in those oh, and they were yeah. really really bad. Oh. Got to practice. <laughs> um, I, I still have I still have one of those journals. Um, so I, when I do writing workshops, I take it and I show it to the kids and I'm like, look, this is where I started. <laughs> I love Anything it. is possible. Um, but I, in college I studied, I was going to be an English teacher. Um, I love, I've always loved English and, um, actually my first semester I declared my major in nursing because I worked in a, in a hospital right out of high school and absolutely loved it and then changed to English. Um, and then I was going to be an English teacher. And then I did an internship in my junior year, I believe, at Thomas Nelson oh. and in the kids department in Tommy Nelson. Right. And I just absolutely fell in love with the publishing industry. And I didn't I really didn't care what I did there. if, um, And I really did everything there. I made copies and um uh, did copyright filing and stuff like that, but I didn't care. I just loved being in that environment and seeing what they did every day. And I just soaked it all up. Um, and But I at, even at that point, I didn't even think about writing books. I just mm. loved living in the books and um, editing and, and really making copies. I was happy just to be there. Um, and so I went and talked to one of my professors, um, my de facto advisor, just because I loved talking to him and and his advice, and I said, what if I didn't become an English teacher? And he said, okay, so? (laughs) And I'm like, but there are so many jobs for English teachers, I would be guaranteed a job. I don't know of any jobs as an editor or in the publishing business. And he said, so? So? (laughs) And I said, but what am I going to do if I get out and I can't find a job? And he just looked at me and kind of grinned and said, so? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, The best advice probably I've ever gotten was so. Um, So anyway.
0: Hold on one second. So what do you think made him just say that? Like, do you feel like he was just like, stay the course and don't worry about the job, you'll find one? Do you feel like that's why he
1: just kept saying that to you? I think he knew I think he knew what I wanted to do. And I think he, he didn't want to lead me in any direction, but I think he knew. Um, I've never been asked that, actually. But mm. I think he knew that I would come to it on my own. Like, who cares mm. what the obstacles yeah. are? I think yeah. that's what he was saying. Interesting. You're going, if this is what you want to do, go for it. Yeah. And and who cares what the statistics are and the job openings are? And um and I think that's what he was saying with his little smart aleck. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: it. So, okay. So he tells you stay the course, and then and then yeah. what happens?
1: So I uprooted everything. Basically, I maintained my English um, degree, but I changed to a non-teaching minor, which was really scary because that took away my ability to become an English teacher. Sure. Really, yeah. Um, I mean, without a lot of right. um, extra work and um, a writing minor. And anyway, fast forward. Um, I graduated in December and was looking everywhere for a job i landed a job as an editor in march but it was for a healthcare education company oh interesting and so i was yeah. writing and editing <laughs> courses on back safety and oh. um thing you know workplace safety and yeah. things like that it was yeah. riveting and um but then, uh, a little while later, Thomas Nelson came calling and said, "We have a full-time editor position. Oh, Would you like it?" And I said, "Are you kidding? This that's is my amazing. dream job!" Yeah. Well, well. well oh, oh well, okay. Fast <laughs> forward. Yes. So, fast forward about nine months. There, they had a huge layoff and mm. laid off about ten percent of the entire company, and I was the new guy. Mm. So, um, I lost my job that day. Wow. And I, I started, yeah, I started crying like the m- mature um, professional woman that oh, I was. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> it was. It was my dream job and I just lost it. And they said, but wait, 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 we want to take you to lunch and talk to you about freelancing. Oh. And I said, I don't even know what freelancing is. <laughs> um, but they were so sweet and so supportive and put me alongside um, a freelance editor there who is actually still there now as an editor. And she showed me the ropes. She taught me about invoicing and um, 1099s and all of the stuff you need to know as a freelancer. And what I did not know is that losing my dream job actually prepared yeah. me for my real dreams that God had waiting for me. I love it. Um, as a freelancer, I was able to take on writing jobs, which I wasn't able to do as, as an editor. And, um, so I took every writing job that came my way. I wrote catalog copy, which now you asked about writing children's books. Mm. Yeah, Catalog copy makes you distill down a hundred thousand words into about 150, which is basically what children's books are. Um, and so so it's preparing you without knowing. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so, and I was just doing it to get paid for writing. Um, but I wrote, tons and tons of catalog copy. And it was really great practice for writing children's books.
0: So are you listening thinking, yes, I have ideas in my head and I have business ideas that I really want to pursue. I just don't know where to begin. Well, I have a program perfect for you. It's called Gainful Growth. And what it is, is it's a step-by-step system to help you start a profitable business. So if you guys missed the episode with Allie Worthington, You guys need to go check that out after this episode. She is the one who created this system. And on the episode, she talks about why she created it, especially for women and moms who don't have time and they just need something simple to run their ideas through to see if they could actually work. So if you're thinking, I want to start a business or I want to have a great income doing what matters or possibly you just want to make your dreams a reality, Gainful growth is perfect for you. So, some of the things that you will get with gainful growth is you will be able to figure out if your idea is worthwhile to pursue. So, I know many of us have different ideas floating around in our head. So, this will help you narrow that down. Also, will your idea even work? Also, to figure out how to do this and not waste any time and money or energy, and if this idea will actually be successful. So this is where gainful growth will have you covered. And what's awesome about this is it's not overwhelming. I love the layout, I've done it myself, and you can go at your own pace. And Allie has given us the mom inspired show listeners a discount. So if you go to gainfulgrowth.com, use mom inspired. At the checkout, you're going to get this program for only $99 versus $249. Yeah. Let me tell you a quick story about um, sale copy. Um, So my husband and I always joke, um, so having a podcast, you know, you have to market everything, even if that's not what you want to do and that's not what your strength is. And the sales copy... Is always it's both of our weaknesses, so we both just sit there, like pretty much raising our hands up, going, "I don't <laughs> know," because you have to, like, what you are saying, you have to bring it all tight, right? Like, so you, so you have exactly. all the stuff you want to say, and then you got to like bring it in, and it has to really be impactful. And, and, I mean, so that that is a talent in itself. So just it really the, is, yeah, just the fact that you are talking about that, and and it's interesting because I want people to hear this because sometimes you're being prepared and it's not obvious of what you're being prepared for. So here you're doing a catalog. Okay. And then, and then later on you realize like, wow, like I'm really trained at taking a lot of words or a lot of thoughts and it's going to be brought down to very little amounts of words. So I wanted to share that because I'm just kind of like, that is so not my strength, (laughs) and that would really come in handy.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's just a really good side note about writing, too. Um, You know, some people are gifted in writing, but um, it's in different areas. Um, Some people write super awesome, punchy sales copy, Yeah, and I I struggle. I can get it distilled, but being super punchy and super original, especially after you've written, you know, a hundred... About a hundred different books, um, it's it's difficult to come up with new adjectives yeah. and things like that without coming sense. like a thesaurus, right? So that's some people's gifting, and some people are great at technical writing, and some people are great at putting really difficult concepts into simple terms, and and so even if you love writing, there's still this this um, even finer tuned niche to find, yeah. Um, so, and there are so many, everything that you see that is written was written by someone who's getting paid to write it usually. Yeah, right. <laughs> Unless you're doing a podcast and writing your own sales copy. Yeah, yeah
0: you're, you're like when I'm wearing 20 hats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And hoping for the you. best. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's so many different avenues to explore in writing and it doesn't end and begin with children's books. Um, sure. There are so many places to go. So you finish up the catalog writing, right? Like um, how
0: now, how does this um, transition into kids books?
1: So, well, and actually, you know, I'm juggling different things at a time. I'm managing editorial projects um, in the kids department. I'm doing this catalog copywriting. Um, I'm also getting um, some jobs from totally um, secular Organizations on um, writing the back of DVDs, which is basically the same thing, but um, video versus um, the written word. Mm. And um, and then as I'm sitting there as a you know managing projects as an editor, we sit in production meetings and talk about things. And other writing opportunities, like book writing opportunities, came through. So um, so I helped to adapt. Um, Andy Andrews had a book called The Traveler's Gift, and they needed a teen version of that. And we were sitting in a meeting one day, and they were like, OK, we need to adapt this into a book for teens. And I raised my hand, and they kind of looked at me, and I'm like, yeah, let let me take a stab at that. So I went home that weekend, read the entire book, wrote a proposal, and submitted the proposal. And um, And everyone was OK with it. And so I adapted that book for teens. Wow. um, Called The Young Traveler's Gift. So I also had practice like that, where I actually tried my hand at um, adapting things into a different voice um, for a younger audience and things like that. But the big, the night night breakthrough and my first authored book that I did on my own, um, I was sitting in the trenches with my little three-year-old mm. redhead who <laughs> embodies all the stereotypes of redheads. Um, he was full blast all the time. And um, it was late one night, and I was trying to get him to sleep, and he wouldn't go to sleep. And I had sung all the songs, and we had read all the books, and I'm just exhausted. And, um, and I am a work-at-home mom with a three-year-old. And so I look out the window, and I said, shh. The trees are sleeping. You've got to be quiet because the trees are sleeping. And he looked out the window, and this, this caught his attention. And so then I started naming everything that was sleeping. The birds are sleeping. Shh, the sun is sleeping. The stars are sleeping. And finally, he went to sleep. And then at, I don't know, 3 a.m., I woke up with this verse ringing in my head um, that started with, The trees are sleeping. Mm. And so I jotted it down really quickly and um, finessed it the next morning when I could think clearly. And I was at Thomas Nelson and we, uh, the, the publisher said, we need a bedtime book for this distributor. And I said, I just wrote one last week. <laughs> and She <laughs> looked at me funny, like you're an editor. You yeah. And um and she said, Okay, well send it to me. And I did and um, you know, there was some back and forth, but it became a night night prayer, which is my was my first night night book. And that was about um ten years ago. So ten years later wow. um apparently, oddly, parents um like it. can yeah. can identify with having sure. trouble getting their kids to sleep. <laughs> and how many have you written of those? Oh gosh, I I um so I don't know offhand. Just um a gauge. Eight. I eight. think okay. 8.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just to give a general idea. Um yes. yeah, that's really awesome. So what what made you then write this book? Um and I'll jump into what has your, you know, what what have you learned with writing this book? Has it felt different than the other ones? Um I'm just curious because you know, somebody who's been writing children's books for a while, it might feel like, oh, it's no big deal. Um, but I'm just curious,
1: like, how how this experience has been. This one was really special, um, especially when I realized that this would be releasing around 10 years after the whole Night Night thing started. Um, that little three-year-old is now mm. a 14-year-old. Um, so it's been about 11 years now. Yeah. But um, So, so much has changed. But I realized... And I write this in, in the letter to the to the readers in the beginning of Night Night Bible Stories, that um, just trusting me and, and all of your favorite authors, trusting me as part of your night night routine is I don't take that lightly. And um and and I just hope that 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 these books that I'm writing, the night night stories, and especially night night Bible stories will instill an even greater trust. And that's a trust, you know, with with God, um, that the kids come to trust God through these stories and see how, um, just how much He's done for them, that He's always there and um, His promises are for all of us. And so I I just hope that comes through in this one. So I did not, I do not, and I did not take that lightly, especially Mm -hmm. when writing, when retelling Bible stories. You just really want to make sure you get all of those details correct, and um, and you're imparting, you know, these timeless truths with with these children, and it may be the first time they're exposed to this particular story. So you just there's just all this pressure to get it right. Um, so before I write, I really do just pray that um, that he gives me the words, and that the words are exactly what that child reading it two years from now will need to hear.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I know you want to encourage moms to instill a lifelong love of reading and with our kids. And is there a habit that you have found that you did with your boys um, over the years, especially when teaching kids about God and the Bible?
1: Um, I think one of the biggest things is to make it fun. Um, Reading should be fun. Reading should take us somewhere else. And um, so with Night Night Bible Stories, uh, it, the illustrations are super fun. They're super whimsical. And the um, descriptions, I try to make the descriptions to where it's something that the kids can identify with. And, um, and they're a little silly. And, you know, so the Bible doesn't have to be this old, dusty, leather-bound book that we only get off the shelf once a week yeah um, it's this fun interactive story about us about God's people so I really try to bring that to life for for kiddos and and so when reading a lifelong love of reading when reading to my boys um I did and I learned from the best my mom would always make these great voices and you know and stuff as she's reading so I would you know just really get into the reading as if I were performing the story for them and make it fun and make it interactive. Ask them questions about the stories. Um, and, and then also make it that fun, you know, family time that like snuggle up and Mm. let them feel the warmth of you. Let them associate reading with, with, you know, the love from their mom or dad. Yeah. That is sweet. That is,
0: that is a good point because sometimes it can feel so rushed
1: <laughs> when you're trying yes, to read
0: to kids. No, and at I can night. totally
1: understand <laughs> and identify with that. And um, yeah, and and so these board books, um, all of the night night books minus the night night Bible stories, um, they're all board books, and there's a four line stanza on each page, and you know it's sweet and lulling, but um, but it also gets to the point. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know, the, there's only so much time. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And their attention span. Right. 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 So um, I try to take all of that into account with with every manuscript I write. That's great. Yeah. I do think that's good to sometimes just remember that because, you know, it's easy
0: to think that your kids are going to always stay little. And obviously, look at your your kids have grown up since you started. And um, it's it's easy to fall in that trap of they'll always be little. And so, They'll always want to cuddle with you. And so I love that you um, make a point of saying that, like to feel the warmth from you, from you guys, like the parents and the mom and her dad. And um, so that's a good reminder for moms that have younger kids, right, that still want to do that. And they're not like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs>
1: right. And I still, my 14 year old oh. and I, we read, we read a Devo together every night. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So, that is cool. I mean, they can't go anywhere. You yeah. <laughs> They're captive. Um, no, but seriously, I mean, if you just make it a priority and it. make it yeah. a habit, and even if we get in bed late, you yeah. know, if it's if it's past his bedtime, yep. the devos are short. And I just yeah. remind myself of that. And, and we, we always have time for that.
0: I like that. I'm glad that you said that, that you still do that. That's that's pretty awesome. That gives us um, some hope to look forward to as they get older. <laughs> Um, So I want to shift gears a little bit to behind the scenes as a mom doing a career at home. I know for me, going back to the podcasting um, thing and being a travel agent, um, it can be challenging to balance um, getting stuff done, watching the kids. So do you have any advice for moms that are either in this boat or are considering working from home?
1: Mm, if you're considering working from home, don't I
0: my. let me just back up for a second. So my youngest, um, she goes to preschool and that's when I really have to jam everything in. Now, if there's travel stuff because people you know, don't usually just fall into that window when people are thinking about going on a vacation. They reach out to me, but I try to keep that a little bit limited because she goes to kindergarten next year. So, um, but I try to get everything done. So the the moms that have the kids at home all the time is is a little bit challenging. So I, I'm curious, like, what your experience has been.
1: Um. Well, the number one piece of advice would be to be flexible. You just can't and you have to ditch the whole perfection expectation. Your house will not be always clean. It may never be clean. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There will be things that happen unexpectedly that it's just like being a mom anywhere else. Um, You know, when you're at a restaurant, your kids are going to have needs or show their worst sides or whatever. And it's the same thing when you're working from home. Um, I was doing, and this wasn't a kid thing, but I was doing a radio interview and I had a an elderly dog and just right in the middle of the radio interview, he starts <laughs> howling. <laughs> and I mean, he's in the other room and the doors are shut oh, um, gosh, just like funny. now, but he's just howling and howling. And and I, I mean, I can't go in there because I'm on an interview yeah, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. So those types of things are going to happen. And I, you know, when my son was an infant, um, I won't go into details, but you know, there are things that you have to do as oh, a mom yeah. to feed yep. them and yeah. stuff. And yep. so you just you're just flexible. You just work all of that in. And um, um you just find a way to make it work. And so being flexible is the number one thing. And I really I don't mean don't work from home. <laughs> it's been, it's been um, it's been really one of the most rewarding things, and you know, when I thought being an editor in an office um, was my dream job, I, this this what I'm doing right now is my dream job. My that, my son is home today yeah. from school, yeah, um, That's because amazing. of flooding, not a snow day, nothing oh. fun like that. But um, but I can be here, I can yeah. be there yeah. when he needs me, yes. um, and and it works for me. I know every mom. You know, this is not always right, yeah, right. It doesn't always work, and some moms are happier being at work and having that clear cut line between work and home. Mm -hmm. Um, and structure, too, yeah, right. The structure, and that can be a challenge, too, especially if you don't do so well with structure, like I felt, yeah, right. Um, Is (laughs) where's the cutoff line, yeah, Um, yeah, and so, um, but be flexible. Number one, breathe. just you have to you're not a good mom and you're not a good writer or whatever it is that your job is if you're totally stressed out, so you have yeah. to take that minute to just gather that time for yourself and and recompose yourself um, and then ask for help when you need it right um you know if if i mean I always ask if I have to travel or whatever i'm like. I ask my husband, you know, is this time going to look okay for you? Do you, are you You're going to have to do school taxi duty and everything? You know, is this going to work? And, and if not, then I'm, I'm not afraid to tell people no. Um, but, but I always, I, I ask for help and, and hubby knows when I have a huge deadline or something, you know, he's in there making dinner, which he does a lot of times anyway, but, mm. but he, yeah, picks he knows up when to slack. pull his weight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and He works from home, too, so it's this constant cycle of just juggling and, and, you know, helping each other out, Um, so it's it's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's good to, like, share with everybody, because sometimes... I think it's hard for people
0: to get it or they think, um, oh, it's probably so amazing, which it can be, right? But there's also there's pros and cons, just like pros and cons to going to work and stuff like that. So exactly. I wanted you to be able to paint a realistic picture and um, so that just people could get an idea. Um, Amy, so we're almost at the end of the show and I wanted to pick your brain um, about what advice would you give to moms that really want to pursue a dream? And it could be writing a book, um, but it seems so out of reach, and it just feels so scary.
1: They can't even think about
0: how would this even start.
1: I have I have a lot of people who come to me with that exact question. Um, and of course, theirs is related to writing and publishing. And a, a lot of it is just demystifying whatever it is that you're setting out to do. With publishing, just do your homework and read up on it. It's not that scary when you... You know, everything is scary when it's unknown, but if you just do your homework on that and talk to people in the industry, and you'll find uh, everybody that comes to me, <laughs> I may be opening a Pandora's box here, but <laughs> every everyone who comes to me gets help of some sort. They at least Aww. get my advice, whatever sure. it is that I know about whatever question that they have. I'm. There have been so many people who have helped me over the years, and so I try to freely pay that back. Um And so just ask, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to reach out to people, you know, in the industry more than likely they will be willing to help you. Um, And then trust your, your gut, trust that inspiration. I tell people all the time that if God put that inspiration in there, if God put that dream inside of you, he's planning on working out the details. So just taking that next step, just taking doing that next thing that you know to do is just an act of faith. It, you may not see the end, but if you know the next step, then take that next step. And then when you get there, you're going to see the next step. Yeah. Um, if, if it's what God has planned for you, then, then, then he'll make a way if you right. just follow him in faith. Yeah. And then the last, the, the thing that I tell people a lot too, people will come to me with their own Goals and plans, and say, I'm going to write this children's book, or this is. And so, while that may be true and that may be exactly what you're supposed to be doing, don't close off God's plans because of your plans. Don't, you know, you need to make room for His plans too. So, maybe He wants you to get this message out, and maybe He has put this message on your heart, but maybe it's supposed to be through a magazine or a podcast. Or um, you're supposed to just go next door and tell your neighbor. Yeah. So uh, it may yeah. not necessarily be book publishing. You may find more success going a different avenue. So don't be don't be so sure of um, of of your own plans. Yeah. Be sure of right. God's plans. And yeah. Well, that's how I felt the about the podcast. inspiration he's given to you.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I never felt drawn to do a, a blog because I'm not a writer. So going back to their strengths, right? So that was never, that would have been really excruciating for me because that just isn't my normal jam of writing. And so, um, but I knew I wanted to do something. So obviously, because it is the day that it is of 2019, you know, that podcasts even exist. And even when I started, there are a lot of people who are like, what's a podcast? Is that a blog? And so, um, yeah. So even within that time frame, it's changed a lot. Um, so yeah. And I did feel that little nudge to, to start it like that nudge. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It's scary, you know, and all that stuff. So I, I think that's great advice that sometimes you have something in mind, but what, what do you, what do you think the Lord wants you to do? Um, especially as a believer, obviously, um, that, Um, it may be a little bit different. And so I do think that's, that's good that um, you shared that. Um, I mean, I don't think we talked about what the name of your new book is.
1: Oh, um, night, night Bible stories is the newest one and it releases March
0: 26th. Okay. And so before we close though, I just want to let everybody know, I will put that in the show notes. Um, so March 26th is when it opens and can you get it on Amazon? Yes. Okay.
1: Um, I hope you can find it everywhere, but it's already,
0: you can already pre-order on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. I like to link it just to make it so easy for people. So they're not having to try to look all over the place. Um, so everyone, I just want to let you know that Amy's all her info will be on the show notes as well as her new book, the link, so you can check it out. And if you guys don't get the show notes delivered to you every week with the newest episode, make sure you go and subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list. All you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com, scroll down and enter your name and your email and you will be all set. Amy, I had so much fun talking to you and I think this will really inspire people, especially if they want to write books that you really gave them a good picture of what it has looked like behind the scenes.
1: Yes, thank you. I hope so. Um, And just don't give up. Just keep doing what you feel like that you're supposed to be doing. And and God will get you there.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hey, you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, if you have not subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list, make sure to go do that right now. All you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com, scroll down into your name and email, and you will be all set. This way you will get every week's episode in your inbox. You won't have to go find it. And all the show notes right at your fingertips. All right. I'll see you next week.